Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Goodison Park. Hello and welcome to the Agenda Podcast on the Royal Blue Channel. This is the podcast where you send in the questions, you set the agenda. I'm Ian Kroll and I'm joined by Connor O'Neill. How are you, Connor? Not too bad, Ian, yourself? Yeah, not too bad. It is the winter break, so how is the winter break treating you? Uh, no different, really, is it? <laughs> I think, so. you know, sadly, in our profession, we don't get a winter break, do we? We don't get the chance to go and no, jet off around the world in the sun of Dubai, I think, with Jordan Pickford is and... I thought you'd be off gallivanting around uh, New York City with Dominic Clavert Lewin and no, Tom Davis. No, I don't think my uh, fashion dress sense would quite fit <laughs> in with that. I, I think uh, I'm more of a much more reserved character in, in, in the dressing the dressing up ranks compared to them lads. What do you make of the, the fashion sense? Is it your type of... Uh... It's not my type of cup of tea, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm much more of a plain plain clothes man type, type of guy. Uh, white shirt and jeans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> even, even white is, is a little bit, you know, a little bit... A bit too brash. A bit too brash sometimes, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, it's, it's good, isn't it? It's good to see them doing what you know, they want to do. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, the fact that the winter breaks allowed them to pretty much go you know, off to the... Jolly enough to the New York Fashion Week and <laughs> them to make the mark the way they have. Is that it? what it is, the New York uh, Fashion Week? Apparently so, it is New York Fashion yeah. Week, yeah. So I think... Uh, Fair play to I them, think mate. It's, I think it's safe to say they've took New York, New York by storm, haven't they, I think? Well, they've definitely taken yeah. Everton Twitter by storm, put it that way. <laughs> they definitely have, yeah. Uh, I saw Moise Keane as well, he posted a picture today where um, the, the chef is at Salt. Oh, salt, yeah, salt yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And I think his his fashion, he's obviously been taking fashion tips from the, the lads as well because yeah. his outfit left a lot to be desired in, in my eyes. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, okay, well, we've got loads of, well, plenty of questions here that we're going to get through. It is obviously the winter break, Everton haven't got a game at the weekend. Um, but, you know, Everton's rivals do play, so um, plenty to look out for in the Premier League over Saturday, Sunday and Monday. Chelsea and Man United oh, Monday yeah. night, isn't it? Um, and then obviously next week we can um, start really focusing on the Arsenal game. But for now, you have sent in the questions. You, the listeners, have sent in the questions. You've set the agenda. I will start with the first question sent in by Ben Crawford, who asks, after his comments this week, Angelotti, how likely do you think it is that he will see out his contract and beyond um, after his four years, considering his previous jobs, he hasn't stayed in there that long. Yeah, I think that this is a really interesting question, this because, not just because I actually turned the piece around for the, the echo of, yeah. of, of them quotes. Yeah, uh, shout out. Yeah, shout out. <laughs> but I actually will give a shout out to uh, Chris Beasley. He's done a, a, a really good kind of, I think we're on, we're on par three today, uh, like a real long read of like his, his career. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and it's, it's a fascinating read. If no one's read it, it, it really is. Yeah. Uh, looking, looking for out his career, and um, it's interesting because part three is, is Milan, where he kind of he has his, you know, his legacy almost. But after that, as people are saying that, and people already know, it's you know he has success, but doesn't really stay long. Um, and it's an really interesting one, Ancelotti, because it's something that I think is being branded, you know, about him for a, for a while in terms of he kind of goes, you know, has a bit of success, but then you know off he pops. But I think there's just, there's really something. And Chelsea clearly taken to Everton because the way he talks, the way you know, the way he feels, the way you know, the fact he's he's, he's a, he, well, we believe he's bought a house in the, you know, he's, he's buying a house, he's got somewhere to live. Yeah, 
it, it speaks of all the right kinds of volumes because you know so often I think in the past we've seen you know you think of Marino when he was at, you know United for instance where they stay in a hotel and it's like they don't really want to buy into the, 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 the city and the culture and it's just you know I'm here to do a job mm. and once I've done that job I'm going to go but, but on Trotty there seems to be something there you know in the long term and I think you know the, the big standout for me was the kind of his little line on you know he'd love to be a brand new Mordoch and, and knowing all the all the fans singing the song, so he's, he's obviously dreaming. He's, he's dreaming big, which is what we we need. We've been, you know, we've long sat here, haven't we? We've long, you know, bemoaned the fact that I haven't haven't been, you know, as a club who, who thought big and as a manager who wants to think big. And he seems to be the man doing that right now. And the, although it's, I think it's it's it, look, it's, it's very early to say, you know, he'd be on beyond three years, etc. But yeah. the signs in at the immediate now are, are really really good because. You know the fact he's coming out and saying these things is, is is good to see. Yeah, I mean we've definitely got to get this season out the way first before we start yeah. talking about you know three four years and beyond and stuff like that. But I just think if if you look you know his comments now compared to you know Ronald Koeman's comments when he first comes to the club and the kind of his attitude was very much of like it was as though he didn't really take to to Everton Football Club and Everton Football Club didn't yeah. take to him and you know he kind of. He, he, just what he was saying wasn't he? He, never really, he never really had a connection with the fans I don't think Marco Silva really had, ever really had a connection with the fans either think, do you think he's felt the love from the fans I think Angelotti? he has felt the love I think you know you know, got his own got a couple of songs now never mind yeah, one do you think, think he's had that at previous well, clubs uh, probably not I think and I think that's that's one of the good things one of the things that I would buy I would tell people to have a reader a Chris's piece because it looks at stuff like that you know why why certain clubs never took to him you know he looks at his Bayern Munich tenure where it basically just went wrong from day one, pretty much. You know, people just couldn't did they take to him and stuff like that. So, I think th- I think he is feeling the love, and I think you know, ever fa- Everton fans are always going to fall in love with Carl Ancelotti because you know when they when they secured him, it was seen as a massive, massive coup for the club, and it was the big name that you know I think Farhad Mashiri craved, but all the fans have craved as well for a, for a long time. So, I think he is feeling the love, and hopefully that love you know carries on and, and we get success because there's no doubt he's, he's improved Everton in, in the you know in the the short term he's been here, you know, apart from the FA Cup, the FA Cup defeat to Liverpool, yeah. which I think is the only black mark re- really against them. Yeah. You know, everything else has been pretty much, you know, really, really positive. I mean, even the Newcastle game, I know it was basically disappointing. Yeah. Maybe, if you're able, the know, performance for 90 has... minutes, that was one of the best performances. If we didn't want to, you know, probably been the best performance yeah. all season. We, we were brilliant, and you know, even even though we can against Crystal Palace, where you know we we ropey in the starts the second half and they equalise, and you know, yeah. I think if that was an Everton team. The start of the season, you know, perhaps under Marco Silva, and certainly what we've seen in the past, but he probably crumbles there, and you know, Palace scored again. But you know, the way he's got the team playing, you know, Charleston confidence, the confidence he's instilled, it's it's really positive signs. I mean, time will tell, obviously, you know, and if he is there that long and beyond that, probably does mean that he has been a success. Hopefully, yeah. of won trophies because you wouldn't you wouldn't expect him to be there that long if he wasn't wasn't successful. But I think as well, he expects to win. He expects to be challenging for trophies. He expects to you know challenging for mm. European football. Like basically, you know, he spoke quite openly already, hasn't he? But you know, he's kind of pushing for European football this year. It's not it's not a case of he's coming and kind of gone. You know what? Me first six months, you know, we'll just see how it goes. That he's he's been quite open in the room, you know, we'll be, be challenges, we're going to be on a challenge for Europe, which yeah. is, is great to see. He's kind of making a mockery of some of the critics, like you know, opinions of him that because he's you know, is he 60 now, 59, 60? Yeah, that he, he's obviously at the, the latter stages of his managerial career, that he's just there for the payday and mm. you know, he's, he's just there to, to go along with the ride and, and stuff like that. But he quite clearly. Like we've just, you know, said there, he's felt the love, he's got the bit between his teeth and 
he is is ready and willing to work with these young players. Mm. It's not just about you know buying world class stars and putting them in you know certain positions. He fully believes, and we've already seen signs of it that he can improve this squad without having to spend money and develop these players into world stars. Next question. From Matthew Barry. If Everton could sell John Joe Kenny and Tom Davis in the summer for a combined £40 million, should we take the money? <laughs> £40 million is a lot of money for those two, uh, in my opinion anyway. I, I mean, I would say I would say yes, absolutely. Um, Tom Davis, it's if he sticks around beyond this season I think we've talked about it haven't we yeah. in the past next season is huge for Tom Davis if he if he doesn't start holding down a, a regular berth next season in, in, in Carlo Ancelotti's team I can see him moving on I think we've said there's no point in in loaning him out he's, he's got to be you know he's got to be seen he's got to be you know visible from, from the man, manager's point of view obviously when I, when I say that you, you look at the likes of Mason Holgate and He's had a loan and he's come back and proved. John Joe Kenny is, you know, l- being out on loan. And from, you know, what we're hearing, I haven't seen any of it, but he's, he's performing well. So I, d- I don't know. It, it, it is a tough one, but £40 million, I would probably bite your hand off for, for both of them. I, I, I would have to say that. I don't think we'll get that. I don't think that's realistic, to be honest, Matthew. But I do I do think if an, if an offer came in in excess of, you know, 30, 35, I would definitely take that take that offer. Would you agree? Yeah, I think you've got to be realistic, haven't you? I think there's not many assets in Everton squad at the minute who, who you'd... Well, we've got assets, but we don't want to lose them assets, do you? You know, yeah. like Charleston, Calvert-Lewins, Mason Holgate, you know. So I think if you could get big money for them types of players who, who you know, certainly in terms of aspect who's become a squad player, yeah. then it, it, it eats the transfer case that you're potentially going to give to, to Carlo and Chelsea, doesn't it, in, in, the, long, in the, the long and possibly short run? Yeah, all right, thanks for your question, Matthew. Next question is from Paul Carew-Rideout, who has mentioned John Joe Kenny in this question, so it is kind of uh, linked in with the previous one. With John Joe Kenny seemingly in the picture for the first team next year and Sadibi potentially staying permanently, is it maybe a smart time to finally part services with Seamus Coleman? What are your arguments for and against? I don't really think there's an argument for and against, because I think in this situation you've you've got to back the judgments of Carlo Ancelotti. You know, like we alluded to, you know, Ben's first question, you know, he's a world high profile name, three time Champions League winner, you know, yeah. his C V speaks for itself. So if he makes the call to get rid of Seamus Coleman, then you have got to back that. If he yeah. feels fit to give keep Seamus Coleman around, then you have you've got to back that call. It's not it's not really for I don't personally think for me or you to just kind of no. put a case up, but you've got to back the manager in them situations. You know, if he if he feels that, you know, Coleman's experience and Leadership is vital around the dressing room. Then, you know, that that's a, in my opinion, you know, certainly a reason why you keep him around. If he feels that we've got leaders who are growing, and, you know, and I think as well, a lot will depend on Seamus Cole himself whether he wants to, you know, depart to play regular first team football or whether he's quite happy to be a kind of bit part player at, at the football club. I think it is interesting, though, not such, not so much on the Coleman aspect, but the Kenny and the Bay, because you do imagine if you know Kenny comes back. He would want to be first choice right back or certainly push been playing every week because been playing every week for Schalke. Sadiba, if we bring him in, you know, you would imagine he won't want to be first choice for back because of how well he's done this season and the fact that we're probably going to spend money on him. So yeah. I think that is more the interesting conundrum facing Carlo Ancelotti and 
the big question more than whether to keep Seamus Coleman on or keep him around at the club or etc. I mean, the, for the two players that are at the club in Sadiq and Coleman, Angelotti's managing it quite well, isn't he? Mm-hmm. There's a bit of a rotation going on. You know, you'd probably say Sadiq's had the edge, but you know, Coleman played on um, on Saturday, didn't yeah. he? Okay, Sadiq became on for Walcott, and they can form a you know a solid partnership. Marcel Brands has talked in the past at the recent uh, general meeting that Everton will target a, a right winger um, in the summer. So, you know, you would have to say that Sadibi, if he was to be bought, would, would just be bought as a right back. Mm. So it, it, we've got three strong options that, you know, could be there next season. Obviously, Coleman is under contract. He, he will be at the club unless we, you know, sell. John Joe Kenny, again, the same thing, unless he goes out on loan again or we sell. Sadibi, we're going to have to fork out £12 million, was it? Something like that from from Monaco? £12.75 million, I think Phil, Phil Kirkbride said in his piece. But, you know, at the moment, Angelotti is working with what he's got. Who knows what he will decide in the summer. Mm. You know, we might sell and we could have, or we could have money there that, that's available and he could, you know, pull a rabbit out the hat and it could be a, um, you know, it could be one that we don't know is on the radar. Robert Powell asks, what is your point expectations for the upcoming tough games? Well, our next run of games, obviously, Arsenal, United, Chelsea. You'd have to say, expectation-wise, you would hope for like a possible seven. I know that there's two away, isn't there? Arsenal's away, Chelsea away with the United one at home. I would hope for seven, probably get four. I think Arsenal, obviously not the team that they once were. Well, all three of those teams are not the teams that they once were. You know, Arsenal got uh, mitigating circumstances with Europa League. Um, Will they, you know, think that Europa League is the more realistic target of reaching the Champions League? And we play them slap bang in the middle of two Europa League ties. I think it's it just it's all in our favour at the minute. I'm a little bit gutted that the winter break is now because I feel like yeah. we've lost a bit of momentum. But, you know, the break will save as well in terms of getting players back fit, i.e. Gomez and obviously Walcott went off injured mm-hmm. and I know Bernard took a, a bit of a knock. So we get them players back fully fit against Arsenal, start this next runoff, you know, as we mean to go on, take three points away to Arsenal would be, regardless of how well they're playing at the minute, a huge statement. I don't care what anyone says. I mean, I don't think, have we ever won away from home at Arsenal in the Premier League? I can't even remember. We've won a Harbury. Won a Harbury. Can't, I mean, I can't, that's how long ago it was, I can't even remember I mean, that. saying that that actually could have still been the, the old first division. Yeah. Then, actually. Too long ago for so. those young'uns. But yeah, you know, four, four points realistic with the hope that we could get three. I mean, if we came away with all nine, that would be fantastic, but yeah. can't. If we came away with all nine, that would put our season on a, you know, expectation on another level. What are you hoping for? Obviously, uh, four, uh, four points, obviously. Like, I but, agree with you. I think, you know, seven, it'd be really, really good. Four to five, I think, is, is realistic. realistic, yeah. Okay. Thanks for that uh, question, Robert. Next one. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Royal Blue Podcast. From Rob Brownlow. Given that the current form is so good, do you think Moise Keane should be given more game time to keep his confidence up? It's a difficult one, isn't it? Because it, it, right now, this minute, it's so hard to drop Richardson or Tom Cavalier yeah. in the forward line. I think he'll be given bits here and there. I think the reason I wasn't brought on the weekend was because it was so tight. 
I don't think Carl really wanted to make many changes and, and stuff. So, but I think we'll probably see a little bit more of him as the season goes on. I think there's no doubt his, his confidence has improved and he, he looks a real asset. You know, that Newcastle game was was by far, you know, his best performance this season. He looked hungry, fresh, ready to go. So I think, yeah, I think you know, we will see more of him. I think we, we will get game time, but. In terms of starting games, I just think it's so hard because the Charleston and Carver Lewin have become absolutely pivotal to a lot of what's been good about Everton in the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks and they they basically they paid them on undroppable at the minute. And if he wants to, you know, push himself for a starting berth, he's gotta take his chances. He's gotta become more of a goal for it, because yeah. like we've seen with Charleston can do something else, absolutely nothing. And you no know, Dominic Carver Lewin's Evans most, you know, prolific goal scorer at this moment in time. I mean they're adding goals to the game, but you'd probably say Richarlison and Dominic Carver Lewin work harder off the ball than Moise Keane would as well. So you take one of them out, you, you, you're losing. And I, not, I'm not saying Moise Keane's lazy, but you, you're probably will lose an aspect of, of of your game for that. So, you know, if he comes in, um, we're, we're all assuming that he's you know going to be on the bench against Arsenal. But if he gets a, an opportunity to come on, he's got to take his chance. Mm. You know, if he, if he finds himself in those areas, just, just score. And then the manager's going to be thinking, right, you know, he's going to be in the manager's mind for, for a starting berth against Manchester United. Rob Orsp asks... Two questions from Rob, yeah, wow. Do you think Jordan Pickford is right to make comments about England players being hated, or should he just focus on keeping his head down and er- eradicating his silly mistakes? I think you've kind of just said it in, in one there. He's got to keep his head down and, you know, eradicate those silly mistakes. That I, I understand his, his, his frustration coming out after that game, you know, but at the end of the day, we, he did make a mistake. He did. Um, it, it didn't cost the team. We won the game and we, we collected all three points, but I think everyone, we've said it on podcasts in the past, everyone I know I've spoke to fully believes that Jordan Pickford has the ability and the quality to mm. be a goalkeeper. It's just all in his mind. He can be a little bit immature sometimes and, concentration levels drop and it quite clearly dropped against Crystal Palace and that's why he can he should have saved that against Benteke. Yeah. It was it was poor. The shot was wasn't even a, a proper shot and it goes underneath him. Um comes out frustrated, having a go at certain people in the media, just leave it, Jordan. Just don't say don't say a word. Just move on to the next game. Go and enjoy your holiday. Come back against Arsenal, fresher. Is he feeling the pressure? You know, Euros coming up. Still England's number one. Obviously, Gareth Southgate was in the stands. Maybe he is feeling a little bit of pressure. He's definitely got a lot more competition for England than he has for Everton. Just um, just do a little bit of growing up. Keep your concentration and just go about your, your, you know, your daily business as you, as you normally would without anything affecting you. And I think that will you know, stand him in good stead. Next one from Rick... Eklof, is that right? Rick Eklof, yeah. What do you feel is the most important thing for the team to get accomplished during this break? Just rest up. No gallivant around New York City for New York Fashion Week. <laughs> <laughs> Just rest up, isn't it, and go again. Carry on the pick up where you left off before you. That's all you can do, isn't it? Yeah. It'll probably, it'll, like we lose to it, it helps that, you know, probably gives us a little bit more time to get Andre Gomez back fit. I know Carl Ancelotti confirmed in his press conference before Palace that they're probably going to play a friendly. Sometime mm. the week this week coming, yeah. Uh, which Andre Gomez is hopefully going to be a part of. So hopefully, you know he'll he'll come through that. But in terms of rest of plays, it's just rest up, recoup him, get ready to go again. For yeah, a big, a big finish towards the end of the season. I think most breaks that we've had in the past has has been where 
you know, the players that probably haven't had time off, you know, they've mm-hmm. been at the, the training ground working. And I think obviously we need to realise that Carlo Angelotti probably won't have that luxury. You know, the winter break is literally, you know, for, you know, yeah. players to have off. And obviously they're not going to be off for the, all the way up to, you know, the Friday, Saturday. They are going to come back before that. Like you said, they're going to play a friendly. I'm sure Carlo will be able to work with them, you know, over, you know, a couple of training sessions, but it won't be enough to like, think or oh, we can work on this aspect mm. of our game it'll just be like you said get players back fit you know get players back in the squad and you know hopefully people will be rested up and ready to go for the the final run into the end of the season Bradley Rettler asks if Walcott is out for an extended period and with Tadebe being less than impressive in his place who would you like to see there interesting do you think Tadebe's been less than impressive no I don't actually I think he's actually been quite he's done quite well here I think it, I think he struggles on Saturday when he come on. I think yeah. he did. He struggles to get up to the pace of the game. But he had the sock incident, didn't he? That, that's always naturally going to happen, isn't it? I think when you, you look at it and you think like you coming on in a game, it's not the not the most prettiest games to go into, was it? You know, it was, the weather was quite bad, and hmm. you know, it wasn't wasn't the ultimate football game that you're going to go on to. But I thought he, I think he's done okay now. I think actually it's actually been better going forward than he has defenders. Yeah. So, but I think that's why Angelotti plays him or the like yeah. to play more on the right wing rather than them right back. I mean, hopefully Walcott for the start isn't out for an extended period of time. I would be reluctant to drop Richarlison back to the right because I think yeah. he's formed a you know quite a formidable formidable partnership with Dominic Carvert Lewin, and I think in the past when Silva's been in charge, the the chopping and changing of from striker to, to right wing to left wing, it just hasn't helped him. He's been consistently being played now as a striker and you can quite clearly see he's reaping the, the benefits of it. Mm-hmm. So I would be reluctant to to play him on the right. You've obviously got other options if Walcott is out and he doesn't want to play Sadibi as the right winger in terms of a Wobie, Bernard probably could play there. I'd probably say there... The, the two although I don't like a Wobie on the wing I just feel I feel he, he's less effective mm-hmm. I, he's less effective there so let's just hope that Walcott is not because it you know is quite unlucky what happened to him scoring a goal against Watford then a, a fantastic assist by the way and now like what was it two three minutes after that gets yeah. injured I haven't heard anything to be honest I don't, no, know I don't think anyone has so I don't know whether that's good news to be honest we imagine he's probably away as they normally reassess he have some time away won't he yeah well, he hasn't been seen pictured on crutches or anything like no. that, which is obviously a good sign. So, yeah, there you go, Bradley. Um, last question. Is it me, me asking it, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, last question from Keith Sharples. With Angelotti stating he wants European football, can the players' mentality be kept strong with the added pressure of this? As in the past, when the pressure is on, we tend to crumble, which I think is a fair shout. Yeah, it is a fair shout by, by Keith, but you just got to hope that Carl Angelotti's having... The effects we hope is, and he's changing that mentality one bit by bit. Um, I think, in terms of answer, Keith's question, we'll see in the next three games because the next three games will determine whether we will genuinely have a chance for European football or whether you yeah. know it'll be another one of them seasons where you know we can start thinking about heading for the beach <laughs> before we hit, we hit, we hit March April uh, time, early March April time. So I think Keith's point is is one that is certainly warranted because we've seen over the last. God, four or five years. I mean, the mentality is really being questioned by some. But you, you know, you look at the the, the Watford game where we come from behind, shows a bit of character. You know, to, to do what we've done with ten men, the way we come back on some Saturday when we were under the cosh, hmm. is 
maybe a small indication that things are changing, but I think the next three games will tell us if, if the players are mentally mentally prepared or not because the three massive games and like you said earlier, it'll be a, a big thing to tick off a, a winner, you know, one of the traditional top top four, top six uh, teams. It'd be massive if we could take a, a win off at one of them places because it's something that we, we very rarely do. It'll come down to quality, obviously, as well, but I think mentality is a huge, huge aspect of of our game that we've failed in the past. So hopefully if the you know we can be solid and, and maintain our, you know, consistency yeah. that we've had certainly over the past two, two games, we've got more than a fighting chance against the, the, the top three. If we come out, you know, with six, seven points, I think we're we're definitely in with a shell sort of uh, European football. Absolutely. Um okay, well that is the agenda podcast for this week. Are you working this weekend, Connor, or are you free? I'm in Saturday, working Saturday. All right, well, don't work too hard. Well, I know you never do. I'll try not to. I'm only messing. All right, well, thanks for listening to the Agenda podcast on the Royal Blue Acast and iTunes channel. You've been listening to the Royal Blue podcast from the Liverpool Echo.